Thanks for checking out and tuning in to At the Table with Paul and Brandon. Be sure to like and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And we really hope you enjoy today's show. How you doing today? I'm good. Doing well? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times we hear phrases, right? Yes. Um, and you heard the phrase, death and taxes. Yeah. All we have in life is death and taxes. Those are only certainties, right? Only certainties in life are death and taxes, yeah. And so you would think that because that's been instilled in us, I mean, I don't know, we've, we heard our parents say it, our grandparents, and so it's almost like it's a, it's a phrase now that we've grown up with. And it kind of gives us this idea of the reality that, that we live in. Yeah. Um, I guess the question I have for you is that why do you think then sometimes, even though that's almost been like the the patchwork, the framework that we have, mm-hmm. that it's that those two things sometimes can still catch us off guard. Like having to deal with our finances, having <laughs> yeah. to understand mature, basically mature in that area or having to deal with like, we have a finite amount of time. Why does it seem as though we don't really live our life in that reality, even though it is a reality that, that we're kind of almost born into? Yeah. Because, uh, February the, the, the 13th, you're not thinking about, you know, a receipt that might help you at the end of the year when you have to pay your taxes. Uh-huh, right. You correct. Yes. Yes. And right, so sometimes right. you, you make, we make choices mm, in the moment so good. without thinking about the impact of the future yes. and the pos- possible, like the, the definite certainty that we're going to have to, we're going to have to reconcile that <laughs> at some point, yeah, yes. you know? Right. Right. And so, and then death is the thing that, it's it's humanity's greatest enemy. Hmm. It's ultimately the only thing that really. Yes. I mean, think about how much industry. Think about how much money is spent every year for us to avoid it. A hundred percent. And so it's it's one of. I mean, you know, from from the search for the fountain of youth to you know plastic surgeons today, we've been trying to push push death off, and we don't want to talk about it. And so I think it's one of those things that uh, because it is an unpleasant topic, and because I think the other thing too is because philosophically there's so many different ideas about mm. what that means. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that that maybe it is sometimes a point of conflict. Mm-hmm. And so maybe people avoid the the topic of it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like we've we've talked a lot about the idea of what you know, if you lived your life today like you might die tomorrow. Does that change how you live your life today? That's a good question. And then should it? Right, right. Should yeah. should you already be living your Correct. life that way? Correct. And I think that's that's what's interesting for me to think about sometimes is okay, what would I do if I knew I was dying tomorrow? Mm-hmm. And what would I say to certain people? Mm-hmm. What would I what would I do? What would I spend my energy and my time doing? Mm-hmm. Um, and does that change? And then I think philosophically, the other question is: Should it change? Or is there a journey that we all have to go on and it just is what it is? Yeah, I think that I, I like what you said about uh, not dealing with it and pushing it aside. Like yeah. Because I, I think that the funny thing about death and taxes is that they, that, they, that they are very similar. One for a lot of us just happens hopefully later or down the line, but it's a reconciler. And one happens every year. Mm-hmm. But yet we still don't think about, we still generally don't think about them until the, we're need to think about that. until your face and, right, yeah. and, and yeah. I think that's what's very interesting about what you said like you you're not really thinking about that like today I'm not thinking about what the purchase or what I'm doing how it's going to affect my taxes but when that time comes I'm going to have to deal with it mm-hmm. and uh, I think it's the same thing like I remember um, my mom when I I mean I've told this story many many times but when Camille and I knew we were going to leave Illinois mm-hmm. um, 
probably like 2014, 2015, we started talking about, hey, you know what? We want to get out of Illinois. It's cold. Camilla never really acclimated that well to it. We wanted to move somewhere more temperate. And um, I had lived away from my mom. My mom and good dad had been divorced since I was 16. So mm-hmm. I lived away from her when I was in Arizona for 10 years. And I was like, you know, my mom was getting older. And so I was like, you know, mom, you should probably come. Like, come with us. It'll be fine. It's great. And we had a conversation. And it was kind of like the same thing. Like, my mom just kept push, pushing it off, putting it off. Right. And we're like, you know, we got to deal with this. We got to deal with you're getting older. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have anyone to take care of you. You live a very simple life. It wouldn't be a burden, right? Mm-hmm. And so then we moved in 2016. Kept trying to talk about that. And it always kept, like you said, always negotiating, always just moving it away, right? right, right. And then obviously, you know, in the end of 2019, beginning of 2020, my mom had her, her first of two strokes. Mm-hmm. And then she, then she came down. Right. That wasn't an ideal circumstance. Right. Right. Now now she's lost some ability. Mm. Now she's lost some time. Right. Now she can't really enjoy some of the things that she could have enjoyed. Right. And then so now we're doing something differently. And also on the back end, she can't have all the functions that she has in her memory. Mm. And so she wasn't able to really help me get some of the other things to deal with her taxes or deal with some right. of her financial things. Right. And and then, you know, as of a couple of days ago, my mom had another stroke. Mm. And so now it's not looking really good. Yeah. And she's uh actually entered into hospice care. And that's kind of the reason why I was bringing this up to you is because now I'm having to kind of deal with both the death and taxes now. And you don't want to deal with it. Right. But now I have to. Mm. And it would have been much easier. You and I talked about it. It must have been much easier if we could have had other conversations beforehand. Right. But yet we don't ever. And I, I guess that's what I was saying is that we just, I mean, they're not good conversations. No. But then <laughs> we've seen people get into bad tax problems. We've seen people do not do a great job at it, right. but yet sometimes it still does not change us. Like, I would say, oh, man, I never want to do that to my kids. But then we end up putting our kids in that same situation. And so I, I'm kind of interested in your thought, like, why do we keep passing that buck? Like, why don't we say, man, I got to take care of this. I got I to gotta have my will. I got to have myself written out. I got to have how we're going to do these things taken care of. Or I got to let my family members know this is what my wishes truly are. Mm. Because all we really do have is death and taxes. And I don't want to leave you with that burden because I failed to be proactive. Yeah, my, my mom, because my dad was a pastor. Um, for 50 years. And so he did a lot of funerals, dealt with a lot of people in those situations. You know, when, um, when his father, when his mother died, you know, and then his father eventually died, my grandparents, Mm -hmm. you know, my dad was the executor of that estate and had to kind of deal with his brothers in that situation. And then also on my mom's side, when uh, her mother, her, her father, my grandfather passed away before I was born. My grandmother lived, she was like 88 when she died. Mm -hmm. Um, of a stroke, of a master stroke. And so she, um, when, when that estate was settled, you know, my, my mom and dad had to deal with my mom's brothers, my uncles, and some of it got kind of sticky and icky. And it was just, and so what my mom and dad have done and based on that experience. And so they have recognized that for them, what they want to do for their children is to make sure that that time can be spent just dealing with grief and not dealing with stuff. And so they've actually gone through and allocated who's going to get everything. And so there's no doubt about like, as far as their possessions, they don't have a lot of stuff, but it's just, you know, and then also their, their funeral services are already organized and planned and Mm -hmm. paid for and all that stuff. And so, and they, they did that not because 
they just have inherent wisdom. They develop that wisdom because of their experiences, exactly. Uh, negative experiences and what other people have gone through, and like you know, people being left like you're left now to figure out stuff that it's hard for you to get the information you need to be able to reconcile some of the legal stuff and yeah, some of the correct, logistics. Correct, correct. You know, just simply because you didn't you didn't have the information, correct. and if you. And if your mother had helped you deal with it when you asked her to, Correct. like in 2014, been in it, it would have been a whole different situation yeah. um, for you in, in processing just the grief of your mother mm-hmm. getting to that place where mm-hmm. the end of her life is coming. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. it's, I, I think it's just one of those things for me, I've learned that if, I guess in ministry, you help, you help people walk through the end of their life. Yep. And I can clearly see when a person who's got some terminal illness or they're elderly, but they're still communicative, mm-hmm. I can clearly see when their attention turns from this world to the next. Mm-hmm. And it's a fascinating thing to watch. Um, it, there's like a, a switch, a perspective that changes in them and things of this world that maybe, maybe even a month prior they would be concerned about that. It, it, it has, it holds, it holds them not at all. Mm-hmm. Like things of this world have just, been released Mm -hmm. and it's it's really a freeing thing to see Mm -hmm. somebody face the their eternity Mm -hmm. with a peace um and just a a, almost a hunger like a perspective of Mm -hmm. of what is to come and i think sometimes people just don't know how to deal with their own death and Mm -hmm. so it's one of those things that it's it's such a it's such a difficult thing because maybe it's because brandon maybe it's because we we just we're built to live of course and so because we're built to live we get we get so caught up in life mm-hmm. um like you and i have lunch plans after we get through recording this podcast and we're both looking forward to that mm-hmm. like because that's life mm-hmm. you know and we enjoy being together and so it's just <laughs> right. you know I, so, but we don't we're not gonna be thinking about our death or our taxes in that moment no and so in the living of life sometimes we don't want to face okay well what does it mean for me to not be here yes you know, no. Yeah. What 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 am I going to leave undone? Like, what are the do I? I don't really want my relationships to end. I don't really want you know. I, it's I just think it's uncomfortable. It's unpleasant. It so is. so we avoid it, but we also just get distracted by life. I think correct. I think those are two things. I I think they're both a hundred percent true. Like I definitely think like you, like there is a lot of life to live, mm-hmm. and I think that um we do focus on that. I. I also do think that it is a part of us that just doesn't want to deal with it. Yeah. That's what I feel like I found with my mom, right? Because like, like even my mom was like, like, like I said, 10 years ago, I was having these conversations. My, let's scratch that. My dad, same thing. Like, you know, he's healthier than my mom. Yeah. But, you know, he's six years younger than my mom. But I have the same conversations. Right. Like, you need to let me know. Like, ah, oh, you know, it'll be what it, Like, it's, it's all that, you know, it's just that... That yeah. mumbling stuff, like that's not clear. Yeah, you from have, what I know you, about him, <laughs> I can see where he would just not want to deal with. Yeah, it. no, yeah, it's yeah. like yeah, I just and it's just to me, it's like I'm not saying we need to take a year to deal with this, like, but a few ten minute conversations is better than nothing. Yeah, because absolutely. like, where do you have your things? Have you put them? I'm just saying, dealing with that from that perspective, and for me, it's just like I'd rather deal with some hard things a little bit right now mm. to save some future headache. And I think that's kind of what we talked about last time, a little bit about maturity, right? Is that that's the best the issue is that dealing with a little bit of hard things to prevent future headache is a sign of maturity. And yeah, sometimes yeah. we just 
we just we just love this idea of putting it off. Like if I and you were telling a story before, if I put it off and I don't talk about it, it's okay. Right. right? Like yeah. I tell Camilla. <laughs> Like I tell Camilla, hey man, you need to, Brandon, you're getting older, you need to go to the doctor. If I don't go to the doctor, I'm good. <laughs> if I don't if I don't have a physical, I'm fine. As soon as I go see him, I'm gonna have a problem. And she's like, You're an idiot. You know, but I, I know that, right? I'm a guy. I fall into that mentality, right? I feel good today. <laughs> Why am I gonna go see this man and he will tell me, Oh, you got high blood pressure? Well, I've been had high blood pressure and I'm doing great. I'm I know that's dumb, right? Because if I know, like, you have high blood pressure, yep. and you were told at a relatively younger age for what you are, you know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. And you've been able to deal with it. Yeah. And that's what that hopefully right. going to stop you from having a stroke. Hopefully, or yeah. having plaque build up on your arteries, right? right. And, so, and so the thing is, we put it off because we don't want to be inconvenienced. And I think that's yeah. the thing is that like we don't want to go to the doctor, we don't want to go see somebody, we don't want to we don't want to take the extra money out for our taxes or make sure they're right, or we don't want to make sure we have the tough conversation with calling the uh, the uh, places to get the information about those because it's in, it's an inconvenience and it takes time off from living, so we'd rather just worry about that tomorrow. And that that's 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 the Peter Pan story, yeah. right? That's Neverland. Yeah. Like, I, I don't want to grow up. I want to, don't worry about that. But, like, you have to do that. Like, you you have to leave Neverland. Like, And the thing is, like, you can have Neverland. I like going to Disney, right? When we go to Disney, I check out. Like, we're in Neverland. Mm-hmm. But I can't live in Disney. Right. Like, I, I have to I have to be about business. And I just think that it, it doesn't matter if you're four or 104, sometimes you can live a life where you try to avoid those things and not really face reality. Right. And you you might think you're doing a, a service. Because I think my mom and dad feel like they're doing well, right? Like they felt like, I don't want to burden you. That was I don't want you to worry about that. Right. But yeah. the thing is, when you do that, eventually it's going to become someone else's burden. Yeah. Um. Not too long ago, we were at my mom and dad's for some kind of meal or whatever. All my sisters were there. My two sisters. And so my mom, my wife was telling me this later. Uh, I didn't know it happened, but my wife, my mom took my two sisters and my wife into her bedroom. She has like a little desk about this big in her, and that's where she has her calendar and all her stuff, right? All her little stuff. You know, she was a school teacher, so she's got stuff. Uh-huh. Like Camilla's got her room with all her stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so my mom said, if anything happens to me, I want you guys to know you need to look here. And there was like some little bit of money there. You need to look over. Like she showed him like four places where there was stuff and there was money. Um, and my sister got like, she's a little upset. Like, I don't know. I don't even want to talk about it. You know, but my mom's thinking, you know, that she's, she's acting in maturity and wisdom. Of course. And to, to say, okay. Exactly. Th- this is, it's going to happen. And it's a good thing and, to have this conversation. it's a good thing for yes. you to have this conversation okay. to go ahead and realize you know, when that time comes, and we don't want it to come, but when it does come, practically here's some things you guys need to think about. Mm-hmm. You know, I, one of the guys I like to watch on YouTube, he, um, Vice Grip Garage, uh, mm-hmm. he does, he'll go and buy like old cars sight unseen that haven't run in like 15, 20 years, and then he tries to drive them home. That's kind of his thing. He gets them going like in one day, and then he drives them home. And sometimes he'll jokingly say, you know what? He said, when your car's overheating, he says, here's one way to fix it. And he pulls off a piece of tape and just puts it over the thing so he, <laughs> so he can't see the gauge. He's like, if you don't see it, he says, it's like, it's, it's like it doesn't happen, you know? And that's the way a lot of people, a lot of people treat their cars that way. You know, they're like, eh, if I don't look at the gauge, then it's not, it's not going to actually cause me problems. And I just think, I just think it is a sign of maturity when you're willing to stop and turn and face mm-hmm. the difficult realities mm-hmm. and figure out a way to deal with them. 
And I think that that's really difficult because we've had this other conversation recently. There's not many mature people in this world. There's a lot of people who are really immature. Mm -hmm. And so having the time, the, the ability, the maturity to be able to say, no, this is coming. And it is a mature thing for me to face it and deal with it and understand, all right, how do I process? And, and, you know, as, as I've gotten older and, done some business stuff on the side and all those kind of things, you kind of begin to learn, man, if you don't, if you don't think about taxes now, that that's really going to be bad later. So that experience of, I guess, uh, it's punitive in, yeah. in some ways to right. not think about it. Correct. But when, when death comes, it's almost punitive for the people you leave behind Correct. for you not to think about right. it. And so I think that would be what I would encourage people to think about is, okay, well, if if I don't talk with my children or whatever about the end of my life, or if mm-hmm. I don't talk freely about that, mm-hmm. um, then what is that actually doing for them? It's mm-hmm. actually creating a hardship on them Correct. in the, in the long run, and it's just not healthy. And the thing is that like we talk about next steps a lot. Like, that's yeah. what language we use on Sundays. Is that we we do believe that you should leave Sunday encouraged. Um, convicted, inspired, but what what an action step, right? Just right. like with counseling, right? Like if you if you're going to go somewhere and you we're, we're trying to grow in our relationship with Jesus, we should be doing something. And so I think that like when you when we're faced with certain things, maturity is looking at the next step from that. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, this has been a tough week for me and my family. Yeah, but you know, Camilla's a nurse and Camilla's been awesome, but she's been like, hey, you know, we need to look at our life insurance again yeah like so but you know there's there's been there's been action steps from that to take back and say okay i'm in this position now i'm thinking again but like i it's not just all suck it up this sucks and move on Mm -hmm. that's that's immature that's that's childish right Right. like we're just being tossed to and fro Mm -hmm. no maturity is saying okay i'm going through this but can i learn something from that and now i don't want to and like having wisdom we're talking about wisdom Maturity is looking at that and knowing that there's wisdom not to make the same mistake. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, um, you know, I'm looking at what is it going to look like to, you know, take care of my mom's final things because I know that's a season that's coming. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no reason to, to not deny it. Like, that is happening. And then in the, in the flip side, I'm looking like, okay, well, since I've been on this journey with my mom the last few years, there's some different things that I can add to my life, you know, like long term disability. Dude, it's it's very cheap when you're healthy. Yeah, like it's like maybe a dollar a month or two or three dollars. But guess right. what? When you have something like that and it kicks in, it can pay a lot of money. Yeah, you know. And so like we do stupid stuff like that. Like we don't we don't elect to get coverage. Like what is what's three dollars? Right. What's if it's ten dollars? You know, what I'm saying? You know the little things like that. Like you know, I've been in that position where like we just we don't do that. Like no. Mm. Take all the insurance. If your employer is giving it to you or you can get it cheap, yep. trust me, you want it now. You don't, you're not going to see that little bit of money, right? It's the same thing with like 401k, right? If you put that money aside, it's going to be such a blessing for you in the future. Yeah. And like that little thing that you might not be able to buy that one thing or that other thing you want to get, it pales in comparison, right? I mean, think about it. Think about how many people that get to their retirement age Wishes they could have put a thousand or fifteen or two thousand dollars away 
per year per month, right? Because they know now that they this is not possible. Like there's there's they don't have enough time right. going forward because yep. they they burned through because they weren't mature enough to think about that. And the thing about it is that like maturity cost is sacrifice something. Mm. Like and that's the whole problem. The reason why we don't have a lot of mature people is because we have a people and generation that just don't think they need to sacrifice anything. That we've bought the lie that the good life means that I don't sacrifice. The good life means that that there is no suffering. And so we're chasing that and that's a lie. Like to mature you have to suffer. Like there are plenty of times that I want to stay up and I want to watch something else on television. Mm-hmm. But I have to deny my my flesh, right? And go to bed because I need to get up and take care of my other requirements. There mm-hmm. are plenty of times you don't want to get out there and, you know, do your job, like do your work, mm-hmm. but you need to sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And so that same mentality comes with having conversations with your kids. You know, my boys are all teenagers. Having conversations with them right now is a sacrifice because they don't say anything. You know, it's like pulling teeth. They don't say anything, and they already know everything. <laughs> and they look at you like, man, I get fine, good, yeah, yeah, mm. hungry, hamburger. Like, I mean, it's just, yeah. I'm just like, man. Good Lord. You know, like, and it's, it, but guess what? I got to keep engaging mm-hmm. and I got to have those hard conversations about certain things. Hey, man, I'm not going to be here forever. Mm-hmm. Or, hey, this is what this, this needs to happen. And I think that, like you said before, you said, and you said it multiple times today, whenever someone brings up, oh, don't talk about that. Mm-hmm. Or, why are, you say, why are you saying that? Like, yeah. I feel like that reinforces that idea that there are certain things that we shouldn't talk about. Um, you know, it's, it's funny. I talked about this before. The most intimate things that we have in our society are some of the things we that we've somehow built this wealth that we don't have conversations with our friends and family. Yeah. Like we don't want to talk about our politics. We don't want to talk about our, our sexuality. Hmm. We don't want to talk about our money. We don't want to talk about any like we'll talk about any other things. Right. But when you start getting into those things that are really deep, that really have that really gonna, gonna gonna grow you or push you, I feel like even with my friends and family, man, it's like they don't we don't want to talk they're almost like we don't want to talk about that. Right. And it's like well, how do you get more understanding? How do you grow maturity if you don't have the conversation? Yeah, it's um I was thinking about this the other day. Um that there's nothing I need to tell my dad I haven't already told him. Oh, that's such a that's such a beautiful thing to say. And there's nothing he needs to tell me he hasn't already told me. But that's not true for so many people. That's not true for so many people. And I I would say for you, I would say for me, there were things and conversations I wanted to have with my mom yeah. that did not happen. Yeah. And they won't. Right. And there are conversations that I feel like I want to have with my father hmm. that don't happen. So I'm saying to right. for you, that's a beautiful thing to be able to say. Yeah, and I think that that comes from my dad. Like he 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 initiated that. Um and, and the same with my mom. And so I'm very thankful, you know. Same with my in-laws. We're, I'm very thankful for I guess the legacy of maturity that they've poured into us. Yes. And hmm. I think being being able to see like my dad has been so good in ministry and walking with people through their grief. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for me to be able to see it myself and experience myself as a pastor, um, there, there is something very sacred about being intentional about communicating the things that are deep within you. And even if that's a fear of death, that, 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 and so when you, when a family gets to a place where somebody's terminally ill and everybody knows it, yeah, and you you can have some conversations that are eternal kind of conversations mm-hmm. that are that are deeper than you typically would have. Right. Um, and I would just encourage people to think about, okay, well, if I knew I was terminally ill, what conversations would I have? And have those conversations now. Yeah, that's very good. You know, so that 
if something, if the light goes out tomorrow, um, you know, my wife has a, a friend at work. Uh, they have a teenage daughter, I think. Husband died just like that, gone. Um, so I mean, you just don't know, right? No, you you don't. just no, don't know. Correct, right. So, so why not go ahead and say the things that need to be said and do the things that need to be done so that when that time does come for you, either, either you've lived a life of saying some really amazing, deep, loving things to your family, um, or if it happens quickly, they're ready. Like they, they understand what you would want them to know. And I think that to me is a sign of maturity. Thanks again for checking out this week's episode of At the Table with Paul and Brandon. Be sure that you like and subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode. We'll see you then.